Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, you guys are having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is June 24th, 2021 and week 125. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies. And if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. As we always like to say, thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And as I mentioned, today is the 24th. It's two people that have birthdays today. Um, uh, former roommate, Chris Donaldson, and my cousin, Cindy Adams. If you guys happen to be watching or listening later, happy birthday to both you guys. Hope you guys have a happy day. And so, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about the foundation. We talked about it a long time ago, and it was titled The Foundation of the Gospel. Well, along similar lines, we'll be talking about it again because God has to tell us things multiple times, just like our parents. I can assure you had to tell us something time and time again, and sometimes we still didn't listen. I know I can speak for myself. So we'll be hitting on it again. As we mentioned before, the most important part of a house is the foundation, the strong, solid foundation. So we'll hit on that among many things, many other things tonight. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As always, we do like to start our Bible studies with a prayer if you guys are in a place uh, where you can take a stop or a pause we encourage you to do so gracious lord thank you for another opportunity to study your word lord we thank you for being an amazing and awesome god towards us over this past week over the past months however long we've been here lord we thank you for doing what you do for us lord we don't deserve any blessings that you give to us lord we don't deserve the air we breathe we don't deserve to have strength in our limbs we don't deserve the breath we uh, anything we have lord the food we eat nothing do we deserve so lord we come before you saying thank you help us to continue to be uh, grateful to be thankful to be patient to be loving to be caring whatever it is lord we're asking that you would continue uh, to help us uh, in the areas of our lives where we need the most help. So, Lord, uh, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that someone would gain something out of it, Lord, that we would all gain something, that we would all see new things that we never seen before, Lord, that you would just uh, spark a fire in us to run as we never have before uh, to be saved. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings, Lord. We're asking that no matter what happens to us in this life, Help us to remember there is a reason to have joy. So, Lord, we're asking all of these blessings in your loving name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So tonight we're talking about the foundation. Uh, and we're not going to uh, do too much talking before we get into it. Uh, let's move to the book of Psalms. Chapter 11. And we're going to start at verse three. Melvin said uh, something very profound uh, when we started. The foundation, it's, I would say, the most important part, or we can say one of the most important parts. Uh, I'll just put it that way. It's one of the most important parts, the foundation. We know to build something, you start from the bottom. You build it and you work your way up. Uh, 
even if you want to learn something, you start from the smallest principles of a thing. You start from the smallest. Um, I remember in science class, it was always common that we would start at the cell when we would learn about the body. We started small. And as we progressed, we got more and more complex. So tonight we're going back to the beginning to look at our foundation, to look at how we are to start this thing. So in the book of Psalm, chapter 11, we'll pick it up at verse 3 there, Melvin, if you will. If the foundations be destroyed. If the foundation be destroyed. You know, what What would be left of our home if our foundation were destroyed? What would be left of our homes? They crumble. This is what makes up our home. Now, most of us have probably never seen the foundation of the home we're staying in or the apartment or whatever it is. Whatever building we're in, we've probably never seen the foundation. But it's so very crucial. He said, if the foundations be destroyed, uh huh, what can the righteous do? What's left? What are we going to do if our foundation is destroyed? What are we going to do? So let's move to understand the foundation. Now, Jesus is going to give us our foundation. Now, Paul talked about it in Hebrews chapter 6. Now, we won't go there. At least I'm not planning on it at the moment. But he tells us what our foundation is. Repenting from dead works, faith towards God, the doctrine of baptism. The, these are things that are a part of our foundation. The laying on of hand, that's receiving the Holy Ghost. The foundations. So we're going to look and see what Jesus had to say about it. in the book of John. Chapter three. Let's pick up verse three here, because this is the foundation. Now, Jesus has let's go back up to verse two. Actually, Jesus begins to have a conversation with a man named Nicodemus. So in verse two, we're going to see what Jesus says here. The same came to Jesus by night. Now, this man came to Jesus at night uh -huh. and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Mm -hmm. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. He said, unless you get your foundation right. He said, truly, I have to say verily, verily. Just means truly. Truly, I'm saying to you, you got to get your foundation right. You must be born again. That's the foundation. This is where it starts. This is where our journey begins. Our walk with Christ begins with the foundation. You know. Everything in life, and I suffer from this. We don't want to have to start from the bottom. Whatever it is, if we if there's a home, if we want a home. 
we don't want to have to go outside and, and, and build the foundation. No, we want this thing to look good right now. We want to be able to just open the door and walk in. The bed is already in there. The curtains are already. We want the finished product. The same thing happens to me. I've been learning to play music, trying to at least. I don't want to go through the foundation. I don't want to go through the building process. I want to jump to the end where I can just do it all. We're like that in anything in life. If we're in school, we don't want to go through going to class every day, taking the tests every day, studying, doing homework. We said, man, I just want, I just want to be done. I just want to pass. I want my degree. We always want the finished product. But Jesus said, we got to start with the foundation. We have to go back and make sure we got this thing correct. So he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Uh huh. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He won't make it because his foundation is wrong. His foundation is not built properly. He won't make it. He will not make it. Drop down to verse 5 for me, Melvin. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit. See, this is the foundation. The man didn't understand what Jesus meant about being born again. That's what he said in verse 4. Now, you can read it. If you care enough, you can read it to find out what he said. So, when we come to verse 5, he explains it a little bit more. Because the man didn't understand what he meant about being born again. But that's the foundation. So now Jesus says the same statement, but just using different words. He said the same statement. You know, I was talking to someone about Matthew 28, 19. It's the same statement as Acts 2, 38. Just said different. That's what's happening in verse 3 and verse 5 here. Same statement. But one, he explained it plainly that's what acts 238 is it's explained plainly you don't need to interpret it it's explained plainly for you the first one takes some interpretation in verse 3 here it takes some interpretation we say well, man being born again what do you mean by that so he says this is what being born again is being born of the water and of the spirit that's water baptism that's receiving the Holy Ghost. That's the foundation of the gospel. That's the foundation. We cannot teach Jesus without teaching this. That's what Philip did when he went down to the city of Samaria. He went down and preached to them. And after he had uh, helped some people be saved there, the Spirit sent him to a eunuch and the bible tells us he preached jesus to this man and shortly after he says see here's water what's hindering me from being baptized what doth hinder me philip preached to him the foundation being born again being baptized in jesus name being filled with the holy ghost this is the foundation 
We cannot start to build someone up without this. Now, we can tell them information. We can tell them a lot of good information. But at some point, we have to go back and get the foundation right. That's what I've learned even in my trying to play music. I've learned a lot of stuff thus far. But my foundation is not good. Have to go back. Have to go back. That's how we are. So many of us are in Christ. We've learned a lot of good stuff. And it's good. But now we have to take what we've learned and get our foundation correct. Because we want something that's going to stand. So he tells the man, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. He got to get his foundation right. If he doesn't, go ahead, man. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. If he doesn't, he's not coming in. Now, that's what Jesus had to say about this. We have to get our foundation correct or else we can't come in. There's certain requirements that God is looking for. You know, if a person wants to be a doctor, a physician, there's certain requirements for it. They have to pass certain things. They might be knowledgeable about it. They might know a lot about the human body. But somebody's going to check their foundation. They said, well, where, where did you go to school at? Did you get, did you get certified for this? Did you do residency? They have to meet those certifications to be recognized as a physician. This is how we are in Christ. There are certain things God is looking for. We might have been in church for 15 years. That's good. But we still have to go back and get our foundation right. If it's not right now, he's not going to just hand out one way tickets to heaven because of who's been in the church the longest. <laughs> well, I've been in here 20 years. You mean to tell me it's not about the hit? He's not handing anything out because of how long we've been in there. The Bible tells me he has no respect of a person. It's not about the the oldest person in here. If that were the case, <laughs> we all might as well stay at home, Melvin. <laughs> I'm a long way from being the oldest person in the church. I might as well wait till everybody, hope everybody else die out before me and then show up in church <laughs> so I can say, well, I'm the oldest one here now. <laughs> but I thank God it doesn't work that way. It's not about the. It's about did we get our foundation right and did we build upon that? You know, every every building, every home, every store, whatever it is, we see the people work so hard on the foundation. They make sure if you ever watched anyone lay concrete. Now, that's a tough job if you ever watched anybody lay it. It's hard for them to get that concrete smooth. It's hard for them to get it that way. They have to work extremely hard walking in the wet concrete. 
And if they don't do it in a timely fashion, the country is going to get hard. And once it gets hard, there's nothing you're going to do with it. The foundation is set once it gets hard. So oftentimes you'll see them spray water on it if they can't get to it fast enough to keep it wet so they can move it around, maneuver it around. They're trying to make sure they get the concrete perfect. The foundation is extremely important. It's extremely important to get it right. So you see them, you see a person working hard on it. I've did it before. It's tough. I can't do it. I can't do it right. It's tough to get the concrete to be smooth. 90 degree edges, edges cornered off. It's hard to get it like that. You have to have someone who truly knows what they're doing. And so, you know, the church has gotten the same way. So many of us have not gotten our foundation right. We don't know who to talk to. See, if you want some concrete late, don't ask me to do it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It won't be done right. <laughs> I might halfway know a couple of things about it, but it won't get done the correct way. But now, if you want to talk to me about the foundation in the gospel, the foundations of Christ, now we can talk about that. We can discuss that. Jesus said we must be born again of water and spirit. That's water baptism. That's receiving the Holy Ghost. Let's, let's run over to Acts 2.38 before we go uh, to a different book. Acts, Acts 2 and 38. So, you know what? Let, let's do this. Let's go back to Matthew. Matthew chapter 28. And let's go up to verse 16. I had. I want to deal with the foundation here. Baptism, water baptism, and I'm not talking about sprinkling. That's not baptism. That's not an acceptable baptism to God because we don't find that in the scripture. He told us, present your body a living sacrifice. He said, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, I beg you by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. What I do needs to be accepted by God. And so when we're talking about the foundation of baptism, sprinkling is not accepted by God because we can't find that. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River and John the Baptist not at one point reached down got a cup of water and poured it over Jesus head that would have completely defeated the purpose of him baptizing in the river they could have did that anywhere <laughs> he could have kept a, a big cup of water a pail of water and reached down wherever he went and baptized people. It wasn't so. He needed a body of water. So people came to him to be baptized in the Jordan River. 
the Bible tells us straightway Jesus came up out the water because he had went down in it. This is a true baptism. This is the foundation. So now I want to deal with Matthew 28, 19, because it's a very famous verse. And this is the way that so many people baptize today. But that's not the correct method, the way that they're doing it. So now let's pick up verse 16 here. And the eleven disciples went away into Galilee. Now I hope we pay close attention to this verse. Because we talk about Matthew twenty eight nineteen, but do we talk about this verse twenty-eight and sixteen? Both equally important. These are all important verses that help us get an understanding with all that getting get an understanding. So then the 11 now Judas had already died he, he, hang, he hung himself so that's why we find 11 instead of 12 the 11 disciples went away into Galilee uh -huh. into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them now they met Jesus where he told them to meet him so we find out who is here go ahead man and when they saw him they worshipped him but some doubted. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came and spake unto them all, and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. My God. Now some of them couldn't even believe it. They said, they said He's alive. He's here. He said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now He had all power. If He had all power, then if he's not the father, I'm trying to figure out how much <laughs> how much power was left over for the father if Jesus had all of it. But I'm not going to get into the guy here tonight. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All right. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, he told them to go teach people about this. And when we read the scripture. In the book of Acts, when Philip went down to the eunuch, he taught him Jesus. He preached unto him Jesus. He did nothing but teach. That's all he did. And he carried the baptism down there also. He took the whole gospel. He didn't take part of it. Baptized the man in Jesus' name. So, if we look at this, I was not there, and I've said this countless times. I wasn't there. He wasn't talking to me in this particular moment. If we look at this moment, we'll see exactly who was there. The 11 were there. The 11 were there, and he told them to go teach people about me. That's Jesus. Teach people about Jesus. And then on top of that, baptize them. Baptize them. Teach them about the Holy Ghost and baptize them. So now I want to go to Acts chapter 1. So we can see the 11. Acts chapter 1. Verse 13. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room. 
where abode both Peter. Now that's now this is the eleven. Now if you carefully count these, we have Peter. That's one. Mm-hmm. And James. Mm-hmm. And John. That's three. James and John. Peter, James, and John. Uh-huh. And Andrew. Andrew. Philip. Philip. And Th- and Thomas. That's six. Philip, Thomas. Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, that's seven. Go ahead. And Matthew, mm-hmm. James, the son of Alphaeus. Now, that's nine. Matthew and James, the son of Alphaeus. James, the son of Alphaeus, is one person. He's only telling us who his father is. Go ahead. And Simon Zelot. Simon Zelot. That's, that's one person now. Don't get confused about the two names there. We say, oh, that's two. That's one person. You got two names, too. Go ahead, Mel. You probably got three. (laughs) And Judas, the brother of James. And Judas, the brother of James. That's 11 people. Now, you go back. I know we did some talking. We moved fast. You go back. You check out. This is the same 11 that we just read about who met Jesus in the mountain. On the mountain. That's the same 11. So now flip over to chapter two in verse 37, because now they're going to carry out. This is the action. They carried out what Jesus told them to do in Acts 20, uh, Acts 19, 28 and 19. Excuse me. This is the fulfillment. They carried it out here. The same 11 now. Now, this is not a different group of people. This is the same 11 who stood there and heard what Jesus said. Acts 2 and 37 for me, Mel. Now, when they heard this. Now, when the people standing around heard this, now they heard Peter preach. Peter had preached and they heard it. Now, Peter was one of the 11 who was on the mount. We just read it. Peter, James, and John. He was the first one he wrote. Because he was the one in charge. Go ahead. They were pricked in their heart Mm -hmm. and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. My God. Now, who are they talking to? The eleven. They they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles. Now, that's the eleven. Peter, he makes one and the rest of them, that's ten. That's the eleven. What's the question, Melvin? Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, somebody is asking to be taught. They said, I need you to teach me. What do I need to tell me? That's all they're asking is to be taught something. What should I do? What should we do? Now, that's what Jesus told them. He said, go and teach all nations. Now, let's see what Peter said. Then Peter said unto them, repent mm-hmm. and be baptized. Every one of you. Now, he said, how many of them? Ever? Every one of them. Every one of you. All nations. Now, there's no difference. Now, I know the wording is different. Every one of you. I know that sounds different, but that means the exact same thing is teach all nations. All nations is the same thing as every one of you. Now, this is the same statement. Matthew 28, 19. This is the same thing. But this here is the fulfillment of it. This is them making it plain. Go ahead, man. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Now, he said the name here in Matthew 28, 19. There was no name call. Now, I know this brings up a lot of confusion. But you tell me. Is your father name father? 
and I want you to, sh <laughs> you actually don't even have to, but if you say yes, I want you to find his birth certificate, and I want to see father, father, his first name, father, <laughs> and the last name, father, on the birth certificate. Never seen it happen before. If you say son is a name, I'm wondering why didn't you name your son, son? You might have named him John, son. <laughs> Or David's son, but you didn't name him son. That's not his name. You know, Melvin, <laughs> for anybody who would say, <laughs> especially any man, for any man who would say son is a name, try calling him son. You say, hold on, son, who you talking to? He gonna get mad at you. He get mad at you. <laughs> You say, you say, look, I'm not your son. Because he feels you're disrespecting him. Son is not his name. Holy Ghost is not a name. So we're talking about the foundation here. We got to get the foundation right. Now, Peter was one who was there. The rest of the apostles were there. This is the Holy Eleven. If somebody here doesn't stand up and say, hold on, Peter, you're wrong. Somebody should say something here. If he were wrong, somebody should have said something. But we don't find anybody say a word. In fact, they all baptize in the name of Jesus. So that tells me the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost has to be Jesus. In fact, we find this in the book of Revelation. He said, I am the first and the last. He had to tell us this because we don't understand he's the first and last. We understand he's the Son, but he didn't bring up the Son in that particular place. We understand he's the middle, but we cannot comprehend for, to save our lives. We said, man, it just don't make sense. He was a man. God made himself into a man. If God made me a man, <laughs> someone who was not a man. See, if you stop and think about it, you were not a man and you were not a woman. You were nothing. We did not exist, and God brought us into existence. So if he did that with me, how is it too hard for him to do it with himself? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I believe he asked Sarah that when she doubted that she would have a child. He said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? So I ask you the same question. Is it too hard? For the father to turn himself a spirit now. The Bible tells us God is a spirit. No man has seen God at any time. Because he's a spirit. You haven't seen the wind at any time. Somebody tried to tell me they did. <laughs> they said, oh, you got, we got all these glasses. and <laughs> You got all those glasses, but you can't see nothing. The wind, you have never seen it at any time. You might see the tornado, but you're looking at a cloud. That's what you're looking at. You're looking at what the wind is causing, but you've never actually seen the wind. 
when it gets extremely cold and you blow your breath. You say, oh, I can see my breath. <laughs> We're seeing the effects. So. God made himself into a man. I wasn't even trying to get into this, man. <laughs> but what I'm trying to show you is that now Peter made it clear. See, Peter, the 11, they understood who the father was. They didn't understand that first, though, because they asked Jesus. Let's go get that in the book of John. I have to see where it is. I know it's in the book of John. I want to say it's around seven. Might be 14, though. Yeah, uh, it's 14. John chapter 14. And. Uh, eight. See, they didn't comprehend who the father was. And we don't either. It took me a while to understand this. So if we could understand who the father is and who the son is and who the Holy Ghost is, we would baptize the correct way. We would get the foundation right. Let's look at it, Mel. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father. Now, this is plain. <laughs> now, this is plain. He said, show us the father. The same one Jesus told us to baptize in his name. Philip said, Lord, we want to see him. You've been talking about him. We want to see the person. Let's see him. Show us the father. Uh-huh. And it sufficeth us. Now, we'll be happy if you show him. <laughs> you know, I'd be happy if we can find out who he is. It takes God to show us who he is, though. He says, show us the father. Because after we read this, somebody's still not going to see who he is. But it's all here. He says, show us the father and we'll be happy. We'll be satisfied. Go ahead, man. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you? And yet has thou not known me? My Philip? God, <laughs> my God, I don't need. I don't know what else needs to be said. He said, show us the father. We'll be satisfied. Jesus reply. Have I been so long time with you I he said I've been with you all this time he said show us the father he said I've been here all this time and you asking to see me he said have I been so long time with you already here and you asking me to come and yet you you didn't know me you know it's sad <laughs> You know, a lot of times in life, especially, and now this is in many instances, but I'm using it this way because this is the first thing that came to my mind. You know, a lot of times we've seen mass killings in the world. And whenever I hear people that knew the person, they always say the same thing. They say, Man, I can't believe this. I knew them all this time. I never would have expected they would have did this. 
I mean, you knew them all that time, but you still didn't know them. That's what Jesus is saying here. He said, I've been here all this time and you did not know. How can you say? Go ahead. Go ahead, Mel. He that has seen me have seen the father. He said, you already seen him if you seen me. If you seen me, you already have seen him. Uh-huh. And how sayest thou then, show us the father? Mm-hmm. Believest thou not that I am in the father and the father in me? He said, you don't believe? I'm right here. But he came in the role of a son. See, we play different roles. But we limit God into saying he can't play another role. We play different roles. We play different roles. We all have different roles. When we go to work, we play one role. When we get off work, we play a different role. We're playing roles. Same person. You didn't switch to become a whole different person. You just played a different role. You played a different role. If a person's married, they play a different role with their spouse. But they also may have friends. They also may have sisters or brothers. They play a different role to each person. Playing a different role. A person has children. They're playing the parent role to their child. But to their friend, they don't show up at their friend's house and say, I want you to go clean your bathroom up. <laughs> no, that's how they talk to their kid. That's how they talk to their child. They can't show up at their friend's house and try to tell them what to do. So they play a different role. That's all Jesus did. That's all he did. So this is the reason he said in the book of Matthew, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. In heaven, he played a different role. He played the role of the father. On earth, he came and played the role as the son for 33 years. After that, he played the role of the Holy Ghost. Right here today. He's the same one. So, if you've seen the Father, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because I'm here. Just a different role, though. That's all it is. I know he talked in third person, because he played a different role. He stayed in character. But he showed us his divinity all the time. If he weren't the Father, how did he do all the miracles he did? How did he do? He didn't stop and ask God for permission every time he did something. I know he showed us how to pray. Sure he did. But he didn't stop and ask for permission every time he did something. Because in the Garden of Gethsemane, all of the soldiers walked up to him when Judas betrayed him. They asked for Jesus. He said, I am he. Knocked them all down. He didn't ask for permission to do that now. Because he's God, he didn't need to. This is the foundation. If we can go back and get our foundation correct, see the disciples, they didn't understand that at first. So 
it's not a shame to not comprehend this. But we should work toward understanding this. I didn't understand this at one point. That's not a shame. What's a shame is not working to comprehend this. So let's read that again, Mel. Believe in verse. Let's go back to verse eight. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father and it sufficeth us. We want to see him now. We want to see him. We want to see him. You've talked so good about him. It's like that long lost relative that your family always brings up. You never seen them, though. But they talk about how great they are. He said, we want to see him now. Go ahead, man. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you? Now, he spoke in third person a lot. But he's speaking plain here. He said, haven't I been here all this time with you? Mm -hmm. And yet, has thou not known me, Philip? And you still had known me. Now, the question was, show us the father. So why is Jesus now talking about himself if he's not the father? He said, I've been here all this time with you and you still didn't know me. Because if you knew me, you wouldn't ask to see me. You wouldn't ask. So I hope we can comprehend it. If you don't, pray about it. Ask God to reveal it to you. But what we need to do we got to go back to the foundation. This is the foundation. So if we wonder, because there are people that say what the apostles did was not what Jesus asked them to do. They did exactly what he asked them to do. They just had an understanding of who he was. They now had the understanding of, man, he is the father. He's the father. He explained that to them. He said, all power is given unto me. If he if Jesus had all power and he was not the father, then I'm I'm wondering how much power was left for the father and the Holy Ghost. Because if Jesus had all of it, it sounds like they got none of it. If they weren't him, then they got none. But it's because all of them, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all Jesus, just in different roles. So that's why they baptize in the name of Jesus, because Jesus is the Father. He is the Son. His name is the name for the Father. He only, if you read that verse, he says baptize in the name. Name is singular. Now, we've been in English class. We can correct people's grammar. But you know what I did a lot of times, man? I read stuff so fast sometimes. I miss over the important aspects of the sentence. Things that would help me to comprehend. Because I'm trying to read so fast. So we missed the fact that name is singular. We think three names. That's what we're that's what we're looking for. We're looking for three names. But he says baptize in the name of. This one name has three titles. This one name has three positions. 
That's why I brought up uh, the people who are parents. They have even more than three positions, but they only have one name. They might be a parent. They might be a friend and they might be a child. They obviously are a child themselves. Three different roles, but they got the same name. They don't change their name every time when they talk to their parents. They don't change their name. When they talk to their child, they don't change their name. They still have the same name. They don't go and get a birth certificate so they can talk to their kid. That would be foolish. So this is the foundation. If we understood father is Jesus, son is Jesus, Holy Ghost is Jesus. That's the words of Jesus himself. Let's go and get that. In the book of Revelations. Uh, uh, let's get Revelations 22 I believe I want 13 there I am the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end the first and the last. Now, this is red letters. He said, I am. Now, that's the same words we heard the father say. When Moses asked, what was his name? Wouldn't tell him. It was not time for the name to be revealed. It wasn't time for the name to be revealed. He said, I am that I am. That's all you need to know for now. The name wasn't revealed. Not until Jesus came here. The revelation of Jesus Christ. The name has now been revealed. That's the name. God was manifest in the flesh. He was made known in the in the flesh. He was made known in the flesh. And so now the Lord himself is telling us who he is. Finally, after we have been asking for so long, what's your name? Wouldn't tell us. Finally, he now comes to tell us himself. He came himself to do this job. Talked about that sometime back. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself because the the expectation you have somebody's just not going to meet it you say i want you to do it this way and and, and do it like this and, and and i want you to do it like that they're gonna do something <laughs> but after it's done you still are going to be disappointed you said man <laughs> i should have did it myself so he says i am alpha and omega the beginning and the end. Same one. The first and the last. He's the Father and the Holy Ghost. That's the first and the last. That's who he is. So this is why they baptize in Jesus' name. This is why we must all be baptized. He said every one of you. Jesus said all nations need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. It was all about Jesus. We know this. That's why we pray. 
when we pray, we don't end our prayer and say, thank you, Father, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We don't say it like that. We say in Jesus name. Because that's the name above all names. It's above all names. Now, if the name of Jesus is above all names, now that's what the Bible tells us. If his name is above all names, if the father has a different name, <laughs> I wish somebody understood this. If the father has a different name, his name is lower than the name of Jesus. If the Holy Ghost has a different name, his name is lower than the name of Jesus. If we take the scripture for what it says, if their name is not the same name of Jesus, then there's a lot of confusion. There's something wrong because they don't have any power and they don't have a meaningful name. <laughs> we better get out of here, Melvin. <laughs> we better get out of here. But I thank God for you guys. I'm hoping and praying that someone would see and go back and check their foundation. Go back and, and find out why the apostles only baptized in the name of Jesus. They never once said Father, Son, Holy Ghost at someone's baptism. They never once said it. So if they didn't, the 11 who were there, we better check and see why my pastor's doing it today. If your pastor's doing that today, we better find out why. We better go back and check the foundation because if the foundation, let's get one last thing. I know we, we're getting out of here. <laughs> we're getting out of here. In the book of Matthew, chapter 7, I was planning to go here all along, but ended up going a different way. But I just want to get this verse here. Uh, Matthew 7. And let's pick up. Uh, verse 26 now, now we find the Lord speaking again for all of those who love the red writing we find him speak again go ahead Melvin and everyone that heareth these things of mine now notice who's talking it's not about what Tony says my name doesn't matter doesn't matter one bit you can say whatever you want about me my name doesn't matter Jesus said, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine. That's all we've been talking about tonight. What he said. Uh-huh. And doeth them not. But won't do it. Won't get the foundation correct. Won't be baptized in the name of Jesus. Won't receive the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. Shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. Built their house on the sand. It was worthless. You know, we love the sand, Melvin. <laughs> we love the sand. We said, man, I want to go to the beach. <laughs> we love it. It's summertime, at least here in the U.S. We love it. But trying to build your house upon just something that looks good, it won't, it won't work. Something that sounds good, it won't work. 
I know that's what the the Father, Son, Holy Ghost baptism is. It sounds good. We say, well, everybody's doing it. My pastor, he went to school for five years and got his degree. That's, that's fine. But it won't matter if he's building his foundation on the sand. Because we got to do what Jesus said. And I believe the 11 did what he said. They did what he said. Jesus knew all things. He knew what would happen before it even happened. So if he knew the future, why would he choose 11 people who wouldn't get the job done? He even chose Judas because he knew Judas would get the job done. See, there's some of us, if he had chose us to betray him, we would have been too scared. We would have said, man, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to betray him. <laughs> but Judas, he knew Judas would get the job done. So that's what he chose him for. Everyone he chose, he knew what they would do. So I believe he chose the 11 because he knew they would carry out the job. So let's, let's finish it up, man. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, mm -hmm. and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now the storm's coming. The Lord himself is going to test all of our foundations. If we have not built our foundations on truly what he said, we're going to fall. It's going to be a great fall. Great fall into outer darkness. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, he said. So, this doesn't have to be us. That's why we have the opportunity right now to check our foundation, to go back, make sure that we did it right. Go back and question. You can question me. You can question your preacher. I hope you can question your preacher. There's some people that don't like to be asked questions. <laughs> but if somebody doesn't want you to ask questions to learn, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. So go back and check the foundation. I've been talking for a long time. <laughs> I thank God for you guys. At this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. <laughs> you know, there is a whole bunch of stuff. That can be said on this topic because um tony like you said he's talked a lot he did <laughs> but i mean that's what it takes and he still didn't talk enough because i know somebody could be sitting here right now right here right now or listening to the podcast or watching this video years on down the line and hear everything that he said that we say and will still not understand it at that time but it is up to us to keep on pushing, keep on trying to understand, because I can remember a time where I didn't know any of this. I mean, I can say that I grew up in the church. I can say that my parents forced me to go to church a lot of times when I didn't want to go. And I sincerely thank them for that because it gave me the discipline to try to sit here and learn this stuff today. But I remember a time where I didn't know any of this about baptism or it was even at the point where I didn't know that Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. I thought that Jesus was just a human that God chose to 
which I mean, I guess you can in a say in a sense say that, but I didn't know that that was the manifestation of God in the flesh. I was oblivious to a lot of things, and a lot of people are oblivious to these same things and even more today. And as I mentioned, I believe it was last week, a lot of us look at that as an excuse and say that God can't punish me for what I don't know. And me, when I was oblivious to all of this, I've had plenty of chances to actually learn and would turn them all down because I would rather go play basketball. I would rather play video games. I would rather do anything to sit in church or to sit in a Bible study for even just an hour. But I was playing NBA 2K five, six straight, five, six, seven hours straight. That was the longest hour of your life. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're not bashing anybody for not knowing these things now because we nobody knew this like at the beginning. But it's our fault if we don't learn it by the time that we die. You know, we have to do things exactly the way that God says do them or it won't be accepted. Because we can even look at Cain and Abel. Abel offered the sacrifice how God said it. And Cain didn't. And God had respect unto Abel. And then that's what that's what led to Cain killing Abel. But we can look at the baptism like that today. You know, if you've gotten, if you've gotten baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, then we can say, well, it's still a baptism. Just like the offering that Cain gave. It was still an offering. But it wasn't the way that God said do it. I remember watching the video. I mentioned this a while ago. I know y'all probably forgotten about it, so I'll mention it again. Um, I was watching the video, and it was, and it said, "Check your baptism," or you can check, you can call it "check your foundation." But it was his pastor who believes in baptism in the Jesus in, in Jesus' name, and he was on the plane with another pastor that believe baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And they were having a discussion. And the plane ride was almost over. And they had to fill out some paper. I don't know what it was for, but they had to put down the name of a city, a, um, a county, and the state. So the pastor that believed in the baptism of the name in the name of Jesus, he wrote down the word state where it said state. And he wrote down the word county, where it said county. And then he wrote down the word country, where it said country. And the other pastor said, see, I told y'all, I told y'all Americans, y'all ignorant. And then, it, you know, it finally, it clicked to him. You know, we can't put the word state for the state. No, we have to put Mississippi or whatever state or territory that you may be in. Same thing for county and the same thing for country. So how can we... Say that son is the name of the son or father or Holy Ghost. It's the same thing. It's the name. And it's up to us. I mean, he told us what the name is, but do we believe him? Are we and not only are we do we have to listen, we have to do. We have to carry it out. What good is faith without works? So I, I pray that we all take heed to what's being said. In the Bible, I see we have a, a couple of comments. Um, Larry Wanda says, "Enjoying y'all, and we need to be sure of our foundation." And that's definitely right. That is definitely right. You don't start building a building in the air. <laughs> you start. You have to start from the ground up, and that ground has to be right. So the same thing 
when getting started with our walk in Christ. I remember reading the Bible plan in the Bible app and I looked at something on baptism and the first thing it said was, I'm gonna start off like this, do not have to get baptized. And I knew right then and there, well, no sense in me reading this because it's already wrong. So we have to take heed to what Jesus is telling all of us to do. Um, that's all I have to say. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom messages Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's always a good message, and we hope to see you guys there. And so rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and one more time, count it all joy. Again, there is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So don't let your earthly situations get you down, because your God is always bigger than your problem. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening. If the Lord blesses and says the same with another message coming straight from the word of God, you guys be blessed and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.